episode of Have Adult with Joy. It's been two weeks. Um, I forgot to turn off the fan. Uh, so it's been a very long two weeks uh, since I last recorded. Um, since the last time I recorded, I realised I haven't... I've actually moved to a new hospital last week. Um, it's felt like a really long time, but actually it's only been since last Tuesday that I've moved to a new hospital. Um, but yeah, it's just been, felt like a really long time. Uh, and that's because there's been so much to learn and, um, I've been like sick like twice since last two, three times since, um, the last 10 days, since the last recording, so, um, yeah, and I think I can attribute that to a lot of, like, mental stress, um, I've been on call, I've been, um, you know, just stressed about handing over, you know, from my last rotation, and, you know, it's a great relief to finish a rotation, um, I'm so excited to leave where I was working, and, but, at the same time, when I got the handover from my last rotation, I, I was like, oh shit, this new place does not sound great. Like, actually, maybe I don't want to go. And, um, you know, that handover was actually uh, actually correct. Um, I actually stepped into a shitstorm. <laughs> I won't say where I am, because I uh, don't want to, like, shit on where I'm working. But it is like chaos so um it always is kind of like I've been in pharmacy working in the pharmacy industry for a very long time so uh I have to say like the smaller the pharmacy the more shittier it is um more short stuff it is uh the smaller the chain the more shit it is the bigger the I reckon the bigger the store, um, the more staff you have, the better it is because it's just more well staffed. So if someone's away, um, you don't feel it as much because um, you've got more staff like hands on to cover up that gap. But when you've only got like three or four staff and someone's away, you really feel it. There's no one to cover and everyone else just has to pick up the slack. Um, I'm still quite new so I haven't actually had to cover anyone else but honestly there's I just feel like I don't know what I'm doing and like this is the first time where I've really been like thrown in without much guidance on like what I'm doing um there's no really like team leader um because it's such a small department there's no really like team leader that's not really doing anything like uh it was different from psychiatry where it was like uh, it was kind of like a smaller, like psychiatry was quite small. So there was like a team leader who didn't have any patients. So he was, he was able to like sort of just look up. It was, it was a very small team. So what, well, it was like a big team, but like in terms of like the inpatient team, there was only like two pharmacists each looking after one floor and like he surely can just go between the floors um, and help as needed. So it was and like he could help remotely it was it was like pretty good at the start like um I felt even though like at the end I didn't get much support at the start 
I felt it was not that bad. Like um, the first couple of days when I first started, at least I had a few days where I wasn't on my own. I had a few days of handover. I guess because now I'm starting with everyone else, everyone else is new. It was just like we got thrown in and like we're on our own. Everyone is new. Everyone needs help. There's not enough people to help because everyone is new. There's only a few senior pharmacists on and they've got their own workload as well. It's different to psychiatry where the team leader didn't have a lot of work to do. He had like his phone, he has to answer a phone and like sort of like an on-call thing and like that's all I think he had to do and like rostering his, his team leader duties. But like other than that, he didn't have his own patients to look after. Whereas, like, our senior pharmacist on our ward, he, they're not, like, the team leaders. Even the team leader, I think she's got, like, 15 patients to look after. Not heaps, but, like, still patients to look after. So it's different, like, and then when people are away, people are, like, covering for two teams and there's, like, lunch cover. I'm just, like, it just sounds stressful. I haven't gone on lunch cover yet. I'm not looking forward to, like, spending 45 minutes in the dispensary like covering it's not like a lot of like whinging but um yeah like i just feel like chaos uh, i'm just like Ugh. so i don't even know what i'm doing half the time so i literally went in for like a day um and get this like on the first day like uh i realized that my swipe badge from my old so I went from one work... So, like, in my previous jobs, like, when I've been going from one hospital to another, like, normally, even if you go to a different campus, it doesn't matter. Like, you can always use the same swipe badge. It should let you go to any hospital and you can still swipe in and out. Um, it should, like, um, in my old hospital that I was working at, it didn't matter because I got access to all sites. Because, like, normally you're rotational, so you, you might get put to any site. Uh, but it's not the same. Like, in this hospital, you need to get a whole new badge to, to access the campus. And so we went to the security, and they have a sign-up, and they're like, oh, no, you can only get badges from 11 to 12. So we went there from 11 to 12, and then the security guy was like, I'm too busy to do swipe cards today, apparently he said that to my colleague and I was and apparently he told that to everyone and we were like what so we didn't have swipe badges for the whole day so we couldn't get into the pharmacy I couldn't get into the medication room so it was like so inconvenient and like the medications are in the medication room the discharge medications are kept in there throughout the day it's just like I was going around asking the nurses who didn't even know who the hell I was to borrow their swipe badges to get into the room on my first day. I couldn't even find my badge. Like my old name badge from the from my old hospital. Um, yeah, and and I was handed over there was like three discharges happening on my first day and like one of them was like this crazy guy with like fifty billion medications and he had this all packed into this like doset box thing which is like where you get it packed like monday to sunday um 
And I'm like, oh, this is... And then, like, in the last minute, they decided to change his medication. And then they decided to give him an infusion. And I was just like, oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, so that was my first day. And then the next day, I was like, no, I have such a massive migraine. I just took the day off. I just had a sick day. I wasn't, it wasn't even sicky. It was like I legit had a migraine from the first day of being so stressed. Um, and like, I, like, when I was in psychiatry, even though it was like, I thought it was stressful, like, and I had to stay back, I usually got, usually I would get everything done. Like, it didn't matter how long I had to stay, I would usually get. All the admissions done as best as I could. Get all the discharges done. Or get all the chart checks done. But it is impossible to get it done. All this. Everything done in this new place that I am. Where I'm doing rehabilitation. I'm doing old people. It. Is incredibly hard to get everything done. Like. Everything takes. An incredible long time to get anything done. And these discharges take so long and you need to take, plan them, like, so far ahead. And these patients have been here for so freaking long and, like, I have no fucking clue what is happening with these patients. And they just dropped the bombshell, like, these patients are going, like, today or, like, tomorrow. And I'm just like, what? Like, they have all these meetings, and they're, like, they're just, like, yeah, they're going today. And I'm, like, yeah, okay. And and they're, like, dropping all these acronyms, and I'm, like, I don't know what these are. I'm, like, Googling them. And, like, I don't even know what they mean. I don't know, like, does this mean they're in, like, transitional care? Like, are they going to an aged care home? Are they having, like, support workers going? I, I have no fucking clue, and, like... It is kind of not my fault that I don't know that it's hard to be like for me starting out it's hard for me to know that I need to plan so far ahead if I don't know what is required of me to plan ahead if I don't know until I get to that point you know what I mean so it's it's hard to know that I'm going to face that hurdle until I have faced that hurdle before. And now that I have faced that hurdle, like, I think it is going to get easier. But who knows if I'm going to have to ever encounter this route again. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've only just started, so I don't know how many times I'm going to encounter this kind of type of discharge. Like, yeah, I mean, this is week two and I'm like, ugh. <sighs> So anyway, it's good to guess to keep a track of like, I guess who gets discharged where, and the contact numbers because you never know you might need them again. Um, yeah, I've just realised like I, it's very important to keep track of all those emails of whoever like the previous pharmacists CC me in because you never know when I might need them again. Um, and it, I found it's like so important to have good social workers because I think I had a pretty good relationship with the social workers in OT um, in 
where I worked in um, psychiatry. Uh, and because I, I shared an office with them, I was always knowing what was happening. Um, I knew who was looking after who. But now I don't know who's looking after who in this new place that I'm working at. Uh, I join most of the meetings online. I don't know who's who. I don't know where the meetings are. Like, I barely know what's going on. Like, I've missed half of them because I've been sick half the time. Half the time people are covering. I, I just, like, feel like it's really hard not having someone hand over to me properly. I had, like, a one-hour handover over at Teams. I don't think it's the previous pharmacist's fault that we didn't really get a proper handover. And she probably didn't know where this person was going because the social worker hasn't really made it very clear where. I don't think the social worker would know very well what was needed, but it wasn't very community. This was just not a very good uh, planned discharge, to be honest. I feel like he's not even going to go. His discharge plan is not even very solid. But anyway, it's just uh, very, very stressful. I stayed like two hours extra today just trying to sort out discharges for tomorrow like I just feel like it's a very stressful environment to get discharges out like they all want I don't know it's back to this um in psychiatry at least there wasn't this like mentality that all the discharges have to go at a certain time like it was just like discharges happen when they happen and I had discharges all the way till like 4 or 5 p.m and it was okay I had like six discharges in a day. I mean, I guess the thing um, that's different when rehab is that we get like six, seven, eight discharges per week. Uh, whereas in yeah, psychiatry, it was like six, seven a day. <laughs> um, so the turnover is a lot higher in psychiatry, but um, you would get like 20 to 25 discharges a week. Um, whereas, yeah, like the turnover is in in. in in rehab it's a lot lower but the discharges doesn't matter how many you have they take so long and even though the admissions are not really admissions they expect you to do them like a certain way which i cannot remember but it still takes like an hour because you need to like read through the notes and you gotta like find out like why medications got stopped or like changed or like started and like make up a plan and like that takes freaking a long time and like I didn't finish my admission today because I didn't have time I was trying to work on my stupid discharges for tomorrow um I mean I don't think there was anything like urgent that I had to follow up but I was like getting handover from like pharmacists over there and pharmacists like transferring patient over to me and then I just realized, like, I asked her to do something and she didn't do it. <sighs> and I was just getting frustrated because, like, is it my responsibility to follow up that they didn't do something? And, like, now I have all this stuff to follow up and I just feel like all this stress just builds up. Like, and I, I feel like, is it just me that feels this way? Like, how does so many other pharmacists, like, is it? I don't know, because I don't guess I don't listen to any other pharmacists doing podcasts about their stress, being a pharmacist. I mean, I talk to other pharmacists about 
you know, um, being a pharmacist, but like, I don't, like, how do they manage? Because I feel like I'm not managing, like, I feel like the stress of dealing with all the pressures of um, people constantly asking me questions, like, doctors asking me to check their work, but like, I'm just always stressed, like, I have to make sure that their stuff is correct, and there's no one double checking my work essentially like um and then I also have a student and I feel very bad for the student because I'm actually like so stressed trying to like uh, I've only just started last week and I've been sick for half the week and um I'm a pharmacy student already and I I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) she's been here longer than me I told her that I was like I don't really know what I'm doing um I've told her like here's a case study you can work on pretty much like I haven't had time to like do anything with her honestly there's not much counseling on the ward for her to do um yeah like it's just not a good learning environment I think not when I've just started as well um yeah I think like it's very stressful and it's not good timing to have students when you've just rotated um especially not for putting them with a new pharmacist when I'm still definitely learning so um definitely something I want to feedback and yeah I don't know like there's definitely like a vibe where we all want to get out I feel like the general vibe of the pharmacists that I know is that a lot of pharmacists want to get out of pharmacy and do medicine. Like, we don't talk about it a lot, but it's just like a lot of the pharmacists, we don't say it, but it sometimes comes out in conversations. Like, it's like you've either thought about it or you've done it, like, I've taken gams at so many times or you're going to do it. Like you plan to do it or you're doing it. Like it's, it's either like you thought about it and you haven't done it or you've done it or you're doing it. Like, I don't know. Like you have to have at least considered it. So it's, I feel like it's like an escapism. Like you feel like it's better, but. I don't know if it is. I feel like it's even more stressed. But I guess like the rumination, the rumination, I don't say it, like maybe the pay makes being a doctor more worth it. Maybe. Thinking about it, I feel like maybe getting to the finance industry would be more worth it. But studying more would be painful. But yeah, I guess like being stuck in the pharmacy area for many, many more years is not worth it as well. If only there was like, I guess, some sort of sidestep I could do. I shall have to reach out and keep looking through my LinkedIn for some way to do some sort of sidestep where I could keep a similar income and do a sidestep out of pharmacy. Gotta keep hoping, because I keep keep dreaming. 
And that is my rant about, you know, being a pharmacist. It's always about being interrupted every couple of minutes. Like, it's not obvious that I'm on the phone, but I've literally got an ear infection from me being on my mobile phone, like, all day. I'm a little bit deaf on my right ear, pretty sure. My left ear is my better ear, but it's got a, I've got an ear infection in my, like, I'm pretty sure it's my left ear that's got an ear infection, but I've been putting my left ear in, like, I always, like, listen from my left ear, um, otherwise I have it, so, but, yeah, like, people can't see that I'm on the phone, they keep talking to me, um, I wish I had a landline on my computer, but, yeah, so, I'm just trying to, like, do so much and I just yeah struggle to do so much and I get nothing done so that is the struggle and um and the joys of being a pharmacist that is stuck in the nurse station in the middle of the ward and I think that's why I can't concentrate because I need to be in a quiet environment to be able to concentrate I do not thrive in noisy areas um and where I have a student and um nursing staff interrupting me every two seconds um and that is the sad story of my new rotation and where I really want to quit. Um, I think I'm going to give myself four weeks. I think I have a surgery booked in four weeks and I feel like four weeks is a good time to, I guess, almost like um, with the census date for uni, I dropped out of uni because of the stress from the new workplace. I just couldn't catch up with keeping up with the uni posts and I have a seminar this weekend for um, the extended laboratory testing tests for pharmacy. Um, so I've been actually like reading and studying for all of the quizzes and uh, lectures for that. And so I didn't, couldn't keep up with that and I, and I would have had to do some assignment, assignment due next week. So I was like, I'm too behind and I defer till next year. And so if I want to do it, the master's in clinical pharmacy, I'll do it next year if I'm still in pharmacy. I'm hopefully giving myself a year to get out of pharmacy. Um, if not, I'll have to pursue it. Well, I don't have to, but... I'm giving myself a year, so, to get out, <laughs> and I'm giving me my four weeks to decide to quit <laughs> out of this job, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm giving myself a four-week trial uh, until my surgery, uh, well, to be honest, my contract's going to finish anyway, so, I'm just giving myself a trial period, and, you know, I'm going to give myself, like, you know, until my surgery, I get a couple of days off, uh, and then I can put my <laughs> regulation in if, if if I make it to my surgery day. 
Um, and then if I make it to my surgery day, I can put my resignation in and that will tie into my annual leave. Uh, and I think it will be good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It all sounds like a plan in my head, but whatever it works out. Um, I don't know, but I just got to hang in there. I have some leave. <laughs> um, and I just got a job search during my annual leave. So I feel like it's not going to be that bad, but um, I've just got to hang in there um, and somehow live through tomorrow, which is Friday. Um, I can do it. It's not going to be long term because, you know, the contract is ending in June. If you don't like it in four weeks, like you can put in your resignation earlier. You don't have to stay there. No one is forcing you to stay in a workplace you don't like. Um, you know, like you can withdraw. You put in extra money into your mortgage. You can withdraw it out to help pay the extra mortgage repayments until you find another job um and you've got an emergency fund and you've got shares and you've got parents back in Adelaide as well so you can be okay that's what I'm telling myself so um it's actually gonna be fine if I don't have a job and you will be fine dear listener if you are listening to this I mean it's tumultuous times with the mortgage rates but um we will be okay I don't think it's worth putting yourself under such like physical and mental stress like I feel like my whole body has suffered a lot like the last it's only been two weeks of this but I've gone through like three days of not being able to eat I've been vomiting been having like bad sleep um my ear infection has come back at full force like my whole ear is just like watery like I literally like emailed the pharmacy uh that I had the eardrop <laughs> compounded from like at the start of last month and I said what's the expiry date on it uh, like, because it was an expiry and I want to use it again. And I was like, oh, what's the expiry date on it? Because there was no expiry date and I want to use it again. And they're like, 25th of March. And like, today's the 23rd. So I'm going to, like, reuse it again. And then I, like, emailed the ear. I rebooked an appointment to see the ear specialist because I feel like I need to see him again because the, the ear is freaking, like, ear infection came back and it's like worse than I feel like it's worse than before I feel like because when I'm stressed I just scratch my ear and the dermatologist just goes back and the migraine just comes back and um everything just comes back so I've I know this is just time that you just got to get used to it but what if I don't get used to it? What if it's like this for the next year or whatever long? If I get another contract, I don't want... I don't even want to get it. Like, I don't even want to stay there. 
I know people say you should be grateful for the job, but if it's going to cause you so much stress and anxiety where you can't even sleep peacefully at night or if you're worried about why you're going to plan so much, like, I don't think it's worth taking over your life, so... And that is all I have to say today because I better sleep because I told myself I was going to sleep early today because I got a big day tomorrow. It's going to be hopefully a good day. Um, I have to hand over to the person that was co- will be covering two wards next week because my colleague has quit and he was supposed to cover me on Monday, Tuesday when I had two days off. Has hasn't quit but has decided to go to move into the digital health area good on her i wish i also did the same um so she was supposed to cover me now there's no one to cover her so we're like short stuff so my senior pharmacist has to cover both his ward and mine so i think my ward will take the back burner so um he wants me to prepare all the discharges for my ward if i can beforehand which is gonna be really hard to do since i'm already so behind on my stuff so um yeah so i will leave it there uh thank you for listening and have a great night